everybody, and welcome to another episode of Another Film Podcast. My name is Tierney. My name is Colin. My name is Matt. And this week, we have a very special guest. Tierney, who do we have this week? Uh, we have a returning guest uh, coming Ooh. back from Dr. Strangelove Ooh. for Peter Sellers Do- sorry, Part 2. Sorry, Peter what, Sellers. what movie? Dr. Strangelove. Is that not right? <laughs> Did I not say Doctor Strangelove? You said Doctor Strangelove, but the movie is Doctor oh. Strange. Love. Oh, what's happening? <laughs> anyway, I'm trying to our guest back is, the recurring it's a callback. It's clearly not working. So. It landed on me. Now I'm getting confused as to which is the actual one is the problem. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, our guest this week is none other than Becca. Should we do the bleeping out of your name again? <laughs> please. <laughs> please. Um, no, please? Okay. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> on, uh, we have we have Becca here is again with us. Hi, she lives in... Let's start dropping all of her personal information. <laughs> we, we'll, we'll cut it in post. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just heard a beep. I didn't hear any actual name. I just heard a beep. Yeah. Your brain automatically filters it. Yeah. Well, welcome, Becca. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. Thanks for having me back. Of course. Of We're course. so happy to have you. Um, so, Tierney, what movie did we watch this week? We watched Lolita this week as uh, our almost final installment of our Kubrick retrospect ish <laughs> retrospectish Rec- re- it's hard to say retrospectish retrospectish anyway so who hadn't seen this before me by a show of Colin. hands do you guys want to <laughs> yes. go first <laughs> by, by show of hands for all listener out there <laughs> um, I mean I can go first sure um, I had heard of the movie Lolita I had not seen it. I have now seen it. That is my experience with the film. Oh boy. Oh no. I'm nervous. So I guess I'm regretting um, coming th- back. <laughs> Becca's like, oh shit, you know what? I forgot. I gotta yeah. go. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, I guess I will. Um, I'll, I'll, You're gonna let uh, him get away with that. He's gotta provide more information, <laughs> surely. I mean, I just don't have a relationship with this film besides seeing it this one time and knowing of the general uh, themes of Lolita. Um, I, uh, you know, we'll obviously get more into it. I thought there were like moments that were funny, mm-hmm. and I thought there were like, <clears throat> elements that I thought were very, like. Uh, sharp and satirical but overall it just kind of felt like why are we following this character what do we want who are these characters nothing is explicit either so it feels like why even touch the subject matter when it's all like kind of farcical lighthearted like oh uh, how naughty instead of kind of like I don't know I'm sure the book is a lot more intense uh, not to say that that's like what I wanted, but it just felt like nothing really happened. 
And, like, it's a shithead character to follow. Humbert Humbert sucks. <laughs> and because I know that your what your feelings are on him, I was like, he does look yucky. I don't know what <laughs> uh, James Mason, you mean? So, yeah, James Mason. What so are your feelings about him? Uh... Uh, well, we can, we can, I can give the rundown when, when, okay, do, should I sure. just go now or Colin, do you want to go? You go first. Well, Colin. I can, I can go quick. Um, <clears throat> so I had, uh, I'd not seen the movie Lolita. I had heard of the movie Lolita and I have now seen the movie Lolita. <laughs> hmm. Okay. So. <laughs> no, I mean, I feel very similarly to Matt. Like I didn't. I didn't hate this movie, but I also was just like, why? <laughs> it kind of felt like, like not the actual title, like not the play, but it felt like the idea of much about much ado about nothing. Like nothing <laughs> mattered really. Just it's the, literally my favorite broad, Shakespeare play. <laughs> the broad idea of much ado about nothing. <laughs> right. It was like a lot of like talking about stuff that ultimately was like. A lot of just like stuff happened because it happened. <clears throat> okay. I will say it doesn't necessarily <laughs> feel like consequences. It feels like like farce. Okay. I I will like say her getting hit oh, by a car is like how ridiculous anyway. So yeah, let's just. I read this book and I I think I was living with you guys when I read the book and mm -hmm. I had to Google within the first 10 or 15 pages is Lolita supposed to be funny because <laughs> I was laughing and it is supposed to be funny it's a dark comedy and so her being hit by a car <laughs> is a comedic moment <laughs> in the story and the fact that I mean am I wrong am no, I wrong I mean, yeah no. <laughs> uh, and the fact that he, she's like running to tell people who, what he really is, and then gets hit by a car, is like, kind of funny. <laughs> um, I do think that. So I'd seen this movie before. I think when I was watching Turner Classic Movies. Um, also, when I lived with you guys, yes. um, when our when our DVR was just constantly full, of like, <laughs> various yeah. like Tierney would go a month at a time, just schedule out all of these recordings, and our DVR was just constantly full. Yeah, and you watch a lot of good, a lot of old good movies though, because uh, I wouldn't record <laughs> the bad ones. Uh, <laughs> and then, so I watched it then, and I remember not kind of similar to what you guys are saying where I was kind of like what the book is so much better but then this time I was like oh it's actually pretty entertaining and like the thing that the movie misses the most is you don't get Humbert Humbert narrates the book and mm -hmm. uh, you miss almost all of his internal dialogue which is what makes like a lot of things funny Obviously, mm -hmm. a lot of things are right. not funny. Um, but I do think that what you lose in internal monologue, you gain in Peter Sellers. Because the mm -hmm. Claire Quilty character sure. in the book, you're kind of like, I don't know. He's not as fully developed. Uh, but I do hate James Mason as Humbert Humbert, and I will go on the record and say that. He fucking <laughs> sucks. And I think he looks like a toad. 
and I don't understand why he has a British accent and not a French accent because the dude's from France and uh, he is the stiffest person I've ever seen like he, there's no physicality in his acting at all I hate him I think it should have been like Dr. Strangelove and Peter Sellers should have played both characters I think it's probably smart um, have you seen the 1997 remake? no they made one Mm-hmm. Jeremy Irons is Humbert Humbert. Really? Yes. You're like, I'd like that. <laughs> it was really fun watching you like process. Yeah. Like, I was really hoping oh, yeah, no you don't say. say anything. <laughs> God. Oh, Immediate I'm, blush. I'm sorry that listener wasn't able to see that, but I am glad that I was. <laughs> Imagine if he narrates more of it, too, where he's like, I could not help it. I was... Entranced by her. Well, a fun fact is one of the things I was up to recently was I re-listened mm-hmm. to the audiobook of The Alchemist, which he narrates. Yeah, <laughs> well, obviously, <laughs> a lullaby. Anyway, so quick question, Tierney: Do you hate James Mason, period, or do you hate James Mason as Humbert Humbert, or both? Well, well, that's the thing is that Jim was like, well, what about Jim listener? Uh, was like, well, what about in North by Northwest? And I don't even remember him in that movie. <laughs> and Jim was like, he's the main antagonist. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the answer is I just, I might just... hate him. <laughs> yeah, you block him out. Let me see what else he's in. You'd rather him not be in the movie. It's like yeah. face blindness, but it's James Mason blindness. <laughs> <laughs> <Just> like... Mace blindness. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think like I feel like I could act as well as him. I actually <laughs> like him in it. <laughs> I thought he had some good facial reactions. Like yeah, his little facial tics. But he's such a pitiful schmuck that it's like. Yeah. Well, say, that's like, why I like him in it. I'm like he's <laughs> so stiff and awkward and like it's like really off putting because of that because it's like so yeah just like repulsive. Um, yeah. to see this un, un, uh, unfurl with, like, a, you know, I think Sue Lyons is, like, so charming in it, which is so problematic, mm-hmm. too. But, like, to see mm-hmm. them together is, like, so much more repulsive with him being, like, so stiff and, like, creepy, I think. Is Sue Lyons Lolita or is that the mom? Oh, that's Lolita. Oh, okay. Is it Lion or Lyons? I think just Lion. Lion, yes, you lion. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Becca, before we go too much further, what is your relationship to this movie? Um, I have not, I've never read the book. So, like, the only um, exposure I have to it is through the movie, which I saw in college in the same Kubrick class where I saw Dr. Strangelove. Um, wow. So, yeah. I have, I think at the time I liked it mostly because of Peter Sellers and I don't think I'd seen it since, but I liked it a lot more this time. I like laughed a lot it more. Definitely, yeah. It grows. There on were jokes that I didn't catch the first time. Like the cavity joke. I was like, why is he laughing like that? And then this time I was like, oh my God, why? <laughs> it's disgusting. I think the first time you're just trying to like <laughs> comprehend what's happening. And then right. the second time is more, more joke. Like I wrote down, I, I only wrote, took notes for like the first half, but 
Um, Peter Sellers in the opening scene is fantastic, and everything is perfect comedic timing. And when he says, so unsanitary, I lulled, and I was on the plane. And then when he's writing that song and said, she's mine tonight, yours, she's yours tonight. <laughs> I also lulled. He is very funny. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Peter Sellers is a, is a, a high mark on this movie. Yep. He's good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to be able to lead this conversation because I feel like I just don't have that many takeaways yet. So... <laughs> I, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I want, I, to your point that you guys were just, Becca and Tierney were just making, I do feel like this is a movie that I would appreciate with more watches, but I also just don't want to. So, <laughs> <laughs> so this is it's not. It's also two hours and 33 yeah, minutes. Yeah, it's too long. And it's so ludicrous. long because James it is too long. takes 40 minutes to say one line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, Sorry. So I knew that it was two and a half hours going into it, and I'm dog-sitting this weekend, so, like, I had to pause it a couple times for dog stuff, and, like, like rationally, I knew that it was two and a half hours long, but every time I paused it, I was like, really? <laughs> still? Like, there's still that yeah. much left? And I, like... I watched it in three sittings. <laughs> so, yeah, I... It was I, a three-course meal. I, uh... I'm curious... I would like to hear why... Like, I'm curious how this conversation goes to, to see if you two can convince me to want to watch it again. Because maybe, well, I, like I said, I do think I would enjoy it on a second watch. But as, as it sits right now, I'm just like, okay, it has been crossed off the list and, and now I can move on to other things. Which is not like, like what, I'm not putting you on the spot right now to, to sell me. I was just like, that's, that's what I'm looking forward to out of this conversation. Okay. I was like, I, I, was like, I my... can't sell you one. I was no, like, no, no, already no, no. formulating I know. like a thesis. <laughs> no, my question, well, thesis maybe is a strong one, but what I was going to say is like, to you, what is the point of the movie? Oh, I just the think movie it's or funny. the story? <laughs> I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the movie, because I feel like the book itself probably has a lot of context where you can kind of understand the themes of like, what are we talking about more? But with the movie, I think probably because we're lacking in that narration, he's just kind of, like, just obsessed with this and, like, kind of just a lame dude. And I never really... I feel like I missed exactly when they actually had a sexual relationship. Because it's a movie. They're not going to show that. Right. But until the end where he's like, dude, does he know about us? And I was like that you're her stepfather like i don't know if anything's happened and i feel like that's the whole point of why lolita's talked about is because like stuff does happen it's not but I didn't even, even in the book it's not the like explicit explicit yeah oh really yeah well because it's interesting she's older in the movie she's in high school i think she's only i think she's only 12 or 13 in the book so she's a oh. lot younger in the book <laughs> Um, yeah yeah so even in the book you don't you don't if i remember correctly there isn't really any yeah anything like that i and read that last night that and i that was like one of the arguments against hmm. people being like you know thinking it's so indecent and like 
um, like an erotic novel, it's like, well, that's not really what it's about. It's more about what's going on in this guy's No, and that's why head. I didn't read it for years is because yeah. everyone paints mm-hmm. it like it's an erotic novel when, to be honest, it's actually just a reflection of America. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. And, and like, this is one of the few books Nabokov has written in English initially. And he wrote it oh. uh, by listening. I think he would take the bus and he would just listen to the kids on the bus talk. And he wrote it based, like, the language that Lolita speaks in is just the way people were talking at the time. And it's pretty much, yeah, kind of a little bit of a. Like all of Charlotte Hayes's dialogue in the beginning, when she's yeah, talking about how clearly. it's so funny, and it's just like it's yeah, so very funny. much being like this is America, <laughs> super racist, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. very discriminatory, and like Literally classist, like, yeah. being like, look at me, I'm so yeah. learned. Yeah, we have a lot of Anglo descendant people in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that was pretty clear. Okay, fine. That that's a point is to like. What I, I what I would say if if we're gonna do it my my develop my thesis, is. Before you watch it again, you should read the book. Oh, girl, you know that I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> but you should read the book. You have to know that I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> it is one of the best books in the last, hundred years, that was published. It is. When was it published? I, I feel like now I should 60s. read it. 1955. Um, so that novel was like less than 10 years old when this movie came out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's wild. Also, just from a standpoint, I, like I know you guys have heard me. I love Nabokov. I think he is so funny. And he's very dark, though, as you might guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you? yeah you read i don't know but he's he's very funny but it's 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 often a very dark humor um but just the fact that he i'm pretty sure english is his third language i want to say french is his first although his like i think he was taught french by his like governess maybe and so she might have taught him english as well anyway he speaks french russian and english and the fact that he wrote what is one of the best novels of the last hundred years in a language that isn't even his native language is insane. (laughs) And the fact that it's this good and has like all of the nuances of the way that people spoke at the time. So good. And humor doing humor in another language is like almost impossible. Very true. He's, he's a genius. And the fact that he wrote the screenplay, I think is pretty cool. Um, and I think a lot of those jokes probably come from him. Uh, was there something else I was going to say about that? Fuck. <laughs> I don't remember. It'll come to me. Yeah, I agree with you, Tierney. Like, I think it's so... I, I mostly just, like like, the movie because I think it's funny. But in terms of, like, the actual story i find it like pretty cathartic to watch because people are like so off put by it but it really is just like how our society operates if you look at like all our mm-hmm. like starlets and stuff like the people the people that um the like 
celebrities that people worship and like the way people sexualize young girls um Mm -hmm. even who aren't famous in our society it's like okay that's all happening like it's not far off from um what's like socially acceptable obviously the incest part is there too but um yeah her the fact that she loved claire quilty as well is like very much like celebrity um Mm -hmm. and so can we jump off of that real quick uh sure (laughs) how popular is claire quilty supposed to be i think pretty popular it seems Mm -hmm. weird to me because i agree like the the vibe that i got and so i just didn't know if i was like missing something but like the vibe that I got at the beginning of the movie is that he's a pretty well-known playwright. Mm-hmm. But then he just like keeps popping up in all these random middle of nowhere places. I was like, why? Like he's following them. I, well, he was following I, like, them. I, yes, I, I get that. At <laughs> okay, first, I thought but, like, I was like, did was Colin he... not put that together? No, no. Like, I mean, he wasn't following them. Was he following them the entire time? Yeah, like I don't he think so. To... Well, what he about the ri- police convention? That's the only one that that's, I was like, why was he there? That's the only like, one that's an accident. Okay, that was an accident. Um, he was okay. coming back from, I think she says it at the end. He was coming from somewhere and he stopped there. And then okay, he I forgot that. recognized Lolita from the town. And then he wanted to put a play on in the town in Ohio that he teaches at because she was there. And so he follows them around the U.S., but there's also okay. like a whole summer between the um or it's like several months between when he first well, sees him at the hotel and when they go to Beardsley College is like he's following them then and then he follows them more like aggressively after that I think or maybe he only follows them after that but he knows that Humbert's teaching at Beardsley it's one of the two well, because he's at like the school dance right at the beginning of the movie Mm -hmm. and i was like why would a prominent playwright be at some random well first of all why why were all of those adults at a high school dance that felt weird to me maybe that was just a thing that happened in the 60s but uh i was like this seems weird and then like why was he there like i feel like a prominent playwright would not just be in some random like small town in like new hampshire is that where it was I think it wasn't he uh-huh. like an artist in residence, isn't that what you said? No, I mean maybe. Or maybe he previously was. Let me let I me know, just, investigate. It, it seemed it seemed weird to me, and again, yes, I do understand that at a certain point <laughs> he is actively following them. I get all of that, <laughs> but like everything leading up to that point, it felt weird. Like, why was he there? Like, I would just expect somebody who was as prominent as he supposedly was to not be in some of those places. And so that, like, oh, that felt off to me as well. Hey, man, I think being Bill like a... does crazy shit all the time. <laughs> yeah, so but it's true. usually, like, in and around Chicago, right? Like... <laughs> Sorry, Becca, you were going to say. <clears throat> well, at the school dance one, I'm like, well, he's, like, a documented... He is a pedophile, and he's, like, recruiting children for his kitty porn, yeah. right? So that, I'm like, okay, that's, that's why he would, like, be there yeah. recruiting, scouting yeah. people. Um, grooming. Grooming. It's <laughs> uh, so a bleak horrible. way of looking at it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, in my mind, I'm like, oh, that's why he's there. 
Um, okay. But yeah, the the police one, I'm like, I don't know enough about the geography of New Hampshire to know like how far that is from the town, why he would be that far out. Like, I mean, he does seem, he knows, he knows the person at the front desk. So I'm like, is there some weird like thing, reason he's there relating to that person or what's, yeah. I, I feel like that's, they try and like justify it based on like that for initial conversation mm-hmm. with Mr. Swine at the front desk, but I, <laughs> Mr. Swine. <laughs> Yeah, the love, names are really great. Yeah. <laughs> so many. Yeah. And a bunch like rapid fire right at the end where it was like a lot of different characters like Dr. Kigi. <laughs> like... The husband Dick. What was, yeah. what was his last name? Was... Dick's, Dick's very sweet. It's <laughs> one of Lolita's lines. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, uh, Richard T. Schiller, but he goes by Dick. <laughs> that's a solid solid 60s name (laughs) (laughs) oh miss from kiss was the other one oh yeah yeah right at the front desk at the hospital the nurse's station (laughs) i was like what are these names dr frank is oh no that's just our village (laughs) never mind Um, um i how do we feel about the the way this movie starts with the foot, I, I, like, I just because I feel like knowing where the like those two characters end up, I I wish I wouldn't have known that at certain points. Yeah, like, like towards the end when um like, uh, Humbert is like very clearly declining, <laughs> health wise, um it would have been like knowing that he survives whatever's happening. Like, when he's, like, very clearly about to have a heart attack, the whole time I'm just like, okay, this is just, like, a weird thing that's getting added on because I know that he's not going to die. So, like, yeah. I, I I don't know. I, I wish that I wouldn't, it wouldn't have started that way. Or at least, like, I felt like that kind of cut some of the... Like, I think, like, I think that scene was funny, but I do think that it like cuts some of the narrative tension towards the end of the film, knowing that's where it was all leading to. I agree. Yeah, I think the reason it, um, the reason it they he did it that way is because otherwise you'd have no idea what who Claire Quilty was. I feel like. I mean, yeah, that yes, uh, that could be true. Yeah. But I also clearly didn't have much of an idea of who he was, so I think maybe could have established him a little better anyway. <laughs> also, like, how yeah. stupid is Humbert Humbert to be like, what's that same person that I keep talking oh, to? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The basic, like, <laughs> Peter Sellers is a great actor, but, like, these characters are not that different from each other. I was going to say, at least in Strangelove, like, every character is, like, noticeably different. Like, you can tell they're all played by the yeah. same guy, but they're at least, like, are different. Whereas this was, like, <laughs> obviously Peter Sellers every single time. And, like, the time of their, like, the conversation they're having at the hotel, where he's just, like, <laughs> so obviously trying to, like, not show yeah. his face. It's like, come on, dude. Like... <laughs> also uh i just thought it was more absurd like it just adds to the absurdity yeah yeah so there that was another thing i i felt like there were moments of this movie that felt slapstick Mm -hmm. um 
and I'm just not that big of a fan of slapstick. So, like, I think that could be another thing that, like, why this wasn't really working for me. Like, I could tell that these were moments that were supposed to be funny, but I just don't generally find slapstick that funny. So, yeah, I was just like, eh. <laughs> so you're a big fan of, like, the Three Stooges? I did not enjoy My father loves the Three Stooges. I do not enjoy the Three Stooges. And you didn't like the movie Three Stooges? I do. I'm a noted Fairly Brothers stan, so, like, I'm here for... Good. (laughs) I'm here for whatever they can contribute to the world I'm interested in. Of course. But... Um, Yeah, I feel... Yeah, I guess I just kind of got lost in the middle, I feel like. I think once they're together, I, like, really didn't know when things were happening or, like, when they're just driving around, which ends up being a part of the plot, where they're like, "You've just been driving around. What are you doing on these little trips?" But like, it's the American road trip tied into the rest of the story. That's where I'm like, "You guys have to read That's the true. fucking book." <laughs> it's a commentary yeah. on everything, Matt. But continue. But here's what I will say. Yeah. As just like a counterpoint to that, I think that like an adaptation of something does need to be able to stand alone. Well, here's a question for you. Can Harry Potter stand alone? Because those movies absolutely cannot without reading the books. They probably can't. I mean, like I, that's, I think it's a fair question that I will never be able to answer. I haven't read any of the books. I haven't read any of the books. And I think Harry Potter is understandable and good. Is it, how many times did you have to watch it to figure out what was going on? I mean, each one builds on the last one, so I think I understood it pretty quickly. But I think Lolita I'm is skeptical. like... I think <laughs> you didn't Harry get it. Potter is a first-person narrator, and I feel like if Lolita is told from his perspective, that is a major flaw, or like a, a difference in adaptation of any book yep. where it's narrated by the main character, you just lose all of it in the, uh, in the adaptation. And that's what kind of why... Those books I just prefer to read because it feels more like I'm just in the headspace of this character. And visually on screen, it's not that interesting. So I think that's what's happening here is like mm-hmm. watching them drive around is not interesting. Watching them in hotel rooms doesn't build more tension. When he's like commanding her to leave <clears> the <throat> play that she's been in, it's like it just it didn't feel like funny. It just felt like, oh, God, like this is so like not chill like this guy is (laughs) really losing it let's also just go on the record that like what he's doing is also not chill right Um, (laughs) but uh but like in the movie (laughs) it's a lot the humor's a lot or in the book it's a lot more sarcasm like the way he describes charlotte hayes is one of the most like (laughs) personally offense like not personally to me but like if i were charlotte hayes would be one right. of the most personally offensive things that i have ever read <laughs> in literature like he is and she reads it in his diary and like and that's it, when she reacts that's just like a small like it's just peppered throughout all of like that stuff and it's like kind of really funny <laughs> in like a yeah. horrible way but uh every the book is a lot more sarcastic and the movie is a lot more like you said farce. Um, and I think mm-hmm. probably a fair <clears throat> bit of that is Peter Sellers. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I'm always on board for, but um, 
Is that part really meta? Oh, no, and then I just interrupted you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, I was going to ask if that part, when she discovers his diary, is that part, like, really meta? Because, like, is the whole thing his diary? So, like, then he tells you about how she found what he's writing, which is what you're reading? Yeah, I guess. Or, yeah. Is that how it works? Oh, wow. I do kind of want to read it now. I mean, I was just... (laughs) Just before the pub, I was talking to my sister about uh, Nabokov because, you know, if I have a captive audience, I'll just go off. And sometimes um, even <laughs> if you don't have a captive audience, if you just have some audience. If I have a dog. <laughs> yeah. If Paddington uh, happens to be around. <laughs> exactly. Um, but she was like, what books of his should I read? And I was like, well, I think Panin is probably the funniest of all of his books. Um, but I was like, I don't know how funny it would be if you don't know, like, a tiny bit of Russian history or Russian language, because a lot of the wordplay might be lost on you. And then I was like, the like he has a book called Pale Fire, which is the first third is just a poem, but the second two thirds are footnotes of the poem that are very funny. <laughs> Uh, and so you can either read the poem, then the footnotes, or jump from back and forth, back and forth. Uh, and she was like, oh, that's very clever. And I was like, he's a very clever boy. <laughs> and as I'm saying clever this, boy. I'm reminded of um, uh, Infinite Jest, and it really just goes to show that he did it first. And it was so much better than anything Infinite Jest wow. could ever be. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why we have to take snipes at Infinite Jest. Because <laughs> I'm alive. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, we all know my opinions on Infinite Jest, which is that I don't believe a single human being has ever read it, <laughs> including Matt. I think that everybody who a... says that they've read it are just lying. Looking at Nobody's the page and daydreaming. Can... <laughs> it's honestly so rude. It's like, you don't even get what it's like, you know, until you do it, you'll like never get it, you know? Um, yeah. Okay, Sure. All of You're that really to say convincing me here, Matt. <laughs> is him doing <clears throat> meta stuff is like was also very much his speed um, with yeah. Pale Fire. I'm sure David Foster Wallace, David Foster Wallace liked Nabokov. I'm gonna Google it right now because I bet you he just only liked like dumpster writing. No, I'm sure he liked. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm googling it right now. <laughs> Who was his enemy? He was his enemy. Him and Thomas Pynchon, which are like two of the best postmodern writers, were David Foster Wallace's enemies, according to this article. Uh, What article? (laughs) What's our source here? In his 1993 interview, David Foster Wallace famously proclaimed postmodern authors like John Barth, Thomas Pynchon, and Vladimir Nabokov to be his real enemies. Mm. He did not like postmodernism. But what is he then? I don't entirely know. Post, Besides dumpster fuel? <laughs> wow. I mean, I will say, if you like need to keep a fire going for a long time, it just would work great. <laughs> Dumpster fire or thin, otherwise. So. Like, you know what? How long is in fifty years when you're you're choking for a breath of clean air? Just think how many trees were killed to print that fucking book over time. So many copies of that book that people could put on their shelves and lie about reading. 
I don't know how we got here. I don't know what I did. Becca, have you read it? No, no one has. Thank yeah, exactly. You. <laughs> Thank you. No, I was actually like, when you initially brought it up, I was like, oh, I haven't read that. Like, I hope I'm not the only one who hasn't read it, but apparently. Oh, not. I haven't read it either, and I refuse to. <laughs> It's like going to Las yeah, Vegas. Know how good it is. I'll die happy if neither happens. Um, how long is Lolita the book? I'm actually curious. With the movie so long, I don't. I it's only three hundred pages. Oh, oh it, really? It's like that The is... Hobbit, where it's like, let's just put right. it all in. Oh God! Now oh, I'm imagining God. Stanley Kubrick making three two and a half hour movies to adapt Lolita, and I want to jump out a fucking window. Lolita, the desolation of smog. <laughs> Lolita and the Battle of Five Armies. <laughs> and the first one, Lolita, the unexpected Lolita, journey. Unexpected, weirdly works. Yeah, works that one really does. well. Oh God. <laughs> anyway oh, goodness <clears throat> that was delightful <laughs> so <laughs> um so i don't really have much else to say but i do want to there are two things that i wrote down um and normally i don't take notes but these are just too good not to um the first one is First of all, his nickname of Hum is just the dumbest shit. <laughs> it's so stupid. But when, like after he agrees to marry Charlotte and they like send Lolita off to camp and they're just like living their miserable married life together. And he's just like casually drinking in the middle of the morning to put up with her bullshit. And she's like, hum, you just touch me and I go limp as a noodle. And he says, yes, I know the feeling. <laughs> I thought that was so fucking funny. So funny. Like, truly one of the only moments in this movie that I like laughed out loud. But I thought that was <laughs> so hilarious. Yeah. And then also like the, like the smash cut to the camp entrance. And it just said camp climax. Yeah, <laughs> four girls. Like, this is so good. <laughs> Yeah, Camp Climax for Girls. I was like, well done. And it reminded me, I can't remember exactly what the, the name of the, the fort is in um, Doctor Strange Love. Um, where. Oh, yeah. Like, and I just remember there was like a sign that's like, that about was really peace. funny. Yeah, 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 something along those lines. But I was like, oh, okay. Well, it's nice that there's like a little um, connecting thread between these two movies in that way, where it's just like an unexpected like you know establishing shot that just makes me laugh really hard that is funny how close uh to each other lolita and dr strange love are that one is about like suburban american life and the other one is about like military and political life mm-hmm. yeah and one is and they're both black and white they both have peter sellers i will they say i did like not that. know that lolita was black and white because I didn't either. One of the only really? things I knew about That's it was probably like the, why you that. were so disappointed, Matt. <laughs> Absolutely. You know how pissed off I was when I realized it was black and white. I was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> well, like, yeah, what, add a little color, why don't you? One of the only things I know about this movie is like that iconic poster, which is like very in color. And so, mm-hmm. like, when the MGM logo comes on and it's it's like a black and white line, I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> so and then when it like cuts to like her getting her 
toenails painted and it's still in black and white. I was like, what's happening? <laughs> That's I was like, is it going to transition at some point to color? Yeah, I was like, is this a Wizard of Oz, Wizard of Oz situation? <laughs> That's funny because uh, I had seen this movie before and I was watching it. And when you first meet Lolita, it is the shot with the sunglasses. And in my brain, I went, oh, yeah, it's that shot. Because I had completely forgotten about the iconic <laughs> shot of Lolita. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, that's the one on the poster. That's the one that everyone <laughs> talks about. <laughs> Stupid idiot. I don't really have anything else to say other than people should read Nabokov in general. But I guess only if you like... Uh, Derek Foster Wallace. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. If you love David Foster Wallace, you'll love Nabokov. Both. <laughs> because they hated each other. Nabokov, Pynchon, and Kurt Vonnegut are all very dark, but funny. I do love Kurt Vonnegut. And I feel like if you like that type of writing, then you might like Nabokov. He's just very cutting in a very funny way. <laughs> Especially when it's uh, making fun of America, which, you know, it's always a fun sport. <laughs> sport? Yeah, but honestly, like, he's not allowed to unless he's American, is what I... I believe he's he was Russian naturalized American. by the end of his life, yeah. So... Well, I believe in the U.S. of A. I don't know what that means. Well, yeah, what's your point? What America. <laughs> Just nothing. Nonsense. Another another thing that made me laugh in this movie, uh, <laughs> I did not realize that the character's name is Humbert Humbert until literally the epilogue. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, I like totally missed. Like everybody just calls him Humbert, so I was just like, all but right. Then she says Humbert is a surname, and Humbert your first name. Yeah, I I clearly missed that. So like I missed that, and then the epilogue. <laughs> It's just like scrolling and it just says Humbert Humbert died of chronic thrombosis or whatever. I was like, I was like, fuck yeah. I hated that. I was so pissed off. I laughed so hard at that. The end. I was like. <clears throat> I also well, laughed I when saw... she was. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say when she's like, um, she's like Humbert Humbert. What a thrillingly different name. I was like, it's literally the same yeah. name yeah. twice. <laughs> And then she says, hum, that's your first name. I'm calling you by your first name. It's like, oh, God. Yeah. She was so funny. She is truly awful. She is so annoying. I love her. She does a great job. Yeah. But here's what I find really cool is, like, in terms of the story, is isn't it interesting that you hate him? But your view of everyone else is related to him. So you only hate her That's because true. he hates her. Right. <laughs> like, she's actually, like, a really, like, sad and, like, sem- sympathetic character. She's, like, a widow who's lonely, <clears throat> just wants some love. And then he, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, gets creepy with her daughter. And she tries to stand up for herself and dies. <laughs> But we're like, God, she's so fucking annoying. <laughs> I think everyone was annoying is ultimately what I Okay, fair. With. Yeah. I thought everyone was, like, very annoying to me and to each other, including Lolita. 
who I was like, what oh, is I your loved game her. Plan? <laughs> I she's just Lolita. a shithead. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Here's what I will well, say she's like about taking Lolita. his food. She's like, don't tell my mom I ate all your bacon. <laughs> like, <laughs> so funny. She's such good. a brat. <laughs> And also she's, yeah. I love that. And when she's like, thanks for sending me the candy. Yeah. She's eating she's like, in like every single scene. Mm-hmm. I love when the she's scene just where... eating chips straight from the bag. Just I was straight just say from that. the bag, They're just yeah. sitting in the car and she's got her like Coke bottle on one hand and a giant bag of chips in the other. She's mm-hmm. just eating them directly out of the bag. <laughs> and she's like, I think I want a burger and fries. Yeah. Or a f- fries and a shake. And it was like another potato and another sugar drink. Yeah. <laughs> While she's currently eating those two things. Right. I mean, there's another American commentary for you right there. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's true. I will say all yeah. of the food looks really good. Glass bottle Coke is amazing. And, like, every single time she's drinking Coke out of a bottle, I'm like, fuck, I gotta go track down some Coke out of a bottle. But also that bacon <laughs> looked really good. Yeah. And the toast. Right. Go make some bacon, too. Yeah. All right, we got to end up. I got to go upstairs and oh. go to the kitchen and or uh, go to the nearest convenience store that might be able to, to give oh, me some Oh, you're joking. Coke. I thought you were serious. Yeah, no, it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> you're you like, oh. bacon delivered hot to you? Hot bacon. Don't they have a bacon delivery service? Yeah, hot bacon. That truck that goes around. One of my good <laughs> friends uh, in high school, she her favorite snack was bacon. And she would come home from school and microwave it. The microwave one or two strips as like an after school snack. Wow. <laughs> That's incredible. I know. Every day would have microwave bacon. <laughs> See? Bacon is one of the few f- foods that I feel actively guilty every time I eat. I'm like, oh boy, this is one of the big ones, huh? Just eating bacon, dripping grease. <laughs> yeah. Having 24 strips, you know? Just, like, oh, just eating an entire giant package of bacon in one sitting. <laughs> Oh, God, I feel so guilty. Oh, I really shouldn't be doing this. Do you guys like it when it's, eating. like, chewy, or do you like it when it's crispy? Crispy, baby. I want it crispy as fuck. Do you want Same. it, like, nearly burnt? Yeah. Kind of. Oh. I want it to, Not like, me. No, what are you break doing? off. I'll look at this. We're 50-50. <laughs> Here's another follow-up question. Do you guys put your marshmallows straight into the fire, or you do you take the roasty yeah. time? No, I put it straight in the fire. Ain't nobody straight, got yeah. time for it to wait for exactly. that shit. Are you kidding me? I want to peel off the skin. I'm like, it's all going to squish in the end. I just right. need it just to flatten out. This is... People who are like, oh, look at the brown. Oh, Who has time for that? On this side. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God. I could have six s'mores by now. <laughs> <laughs> Toss the whole stick in there. Let's get this thing over with. The whole bag. <laughs> Matt's just like yeah. literally throwing the graham crackers and chocolate away and just dumping the bag of marshmallows <laughs> in its mouth. Like, let's not even bother with the fire at all. Let's just eat these bad boys just right as they are. Stick that poker in and then stick it in my mouth with the marshmallows already in it. Melt it in my mouth. Just don't prong my tongue. Almost every time I go camping, there's a naysayer about the way that I roast marshmallows. And wow. How do One you time live? Was, hmm? I said, how do you live? How do you live with that? With difficulty. Um, <laughs> but there was one time I, uh, what I was doing it, one of my friends was like, you're insane. And then she asked uh, how I like my toast. And I said, I prefer it 
more on the burnt side than the not burnt side because you need it to be like a little bit crispy and then she said something that was like you know all that carbon can give you cancer and I was like well it's a little late for that (laughs) (laughs) you gotta pull that one out when you can how did she respond did she She laughed yeah okay I was like, I was really hoping this was somebody who didn't know that that was part of your backstory, and they were just like my origin story, like paralyzed with like, oh fuck, <laughs> oh my god, Tierney, I'm so sorry. Oh my god, I would not have said that if I knew. Pretty funny though. That would be funny. Oh yeah. god. Um. All right. Does anybody have anything else about Lolita? No. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I don't want to get a tattoo of this movie. Wow. Wow. But yeah. Maybe just like the the sucker from the poster. I would get the sunglasses <laughs> more than the sucker. <laughs> the sucker just like right it's on your lip and down. <laughs> so it always looks like it's made. <laughs> but if you walk by as well, like the angle changes. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. It's the Lolita lollipop. What is? The thing on my face. Jesus. Obviously. God, that'd be it's so It's because I like that movie. I just like the movie and I like the book, so I figured the lollipop was the least obtrusive thing I could get. But it would make sense if it's just a lollipop. You wouldn't know it's Lolita. It's got to look like the Lolita poster. So I look like this now. So like you need the sunglasses like, also tattooed then. Yeah, I was gonna say at that point, like, yeah. just like really lean in. Just looking like a clown. God. <laughs> Big hard eyes. They'd be like half sun- but they'd be like half down, right? She kinda yeah, looks I was gonna say like, yeah. like on you. your eyelids. Yeah. <laughs> my grandma got me those sunglasses one year for my birthday and they do not look good with my face shape. Uh, so I gave them to my sister (laughs) but I didn't realize that they were the same glasses because again I forgot the iconic shot Mm -hmm. iconic um I don't know what are our other categories uh I mean what character would you want to play I think it'd be fun to play Lolita I think I'd have fun with that I think it'd be fun to play Charlotte that too yeah that's true i think charlotte would be the most fun she would be so fun i mean you just get to eat all the time when you're lolita and just be sassy which yeah will be fun imagine (laughs) so imagine you're you're playing lolita and kubrick's still directing and you're shooting one of the scenes where you have to eat potato (laughs) chips directly out of a bag and he's like, all right, let's go for take 79. And you're like, I've eaten 17 bags of potato chips. He's like, keep going. We're, we're, we yeah. didn't get it yet. Like, Honestly, that's the thing that's, that I do feel conflicted about is that she literally was 14. And they were, like, as much as it is a satire, it's like they are sexualizing a 14-year-old girl. So, like, yeah. there really isn't a like way 16, out of 17. that. No, she was 14. When no, she was 14. Ugh. So that's why I'm like, okay, that one, I don't know how to explain that away. Like, the book is one thing, but then to actually produce a film with a teen girl and, like, still treat her the same way to prove a point, I guess, but, like, you're still doing it. 
Um, I definitely thought yeah. she was older. Is a problem. Yeah, I thought she was like 18. I was hoping she was like eight, just a young looking 18. I, I don't even that, know if that makes it better, but yeah. In it my was mind, I thought she was 18, and then they made her like 16 in the movie just because they needed to have a higher, an older actor. I didn't realize that she was only 14. Yuck. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And I just did some quick math out of curiosity, and James Mason was probably 52. Yeah, but looks like he's like 105. Well, sure. I know, he looks like shit for 52. Oh my god. J-Lo is like 52. Well, I know. (laughs) I don't know about today's celebrities. You know, there's so much like work and stuff. Sure. Like Jared Leto. He does not look good I will agree. He is an unattractive man. (laughs) Jim's going to be so mad listening to this podcast. Although he is back on his side, so. Uh, <laughs> I, I will say, I don't hate him in this movie. I just, I'm, I, so I do think that, like, that character is awful for a variety of reasons. So I think he did, like, James Mason did a good job because I fucking hated Humbert Humbert, yeah. so, you know. Mission accomplished. Yeah, like, <laughs> you did it, my guy. Congrats. <laughs> Would you spend time on this film set? Um... I think I would for Peter Sellers. That's the just only to be thing there for the dancing, for. the dancing yeah. scene, which I love so much. I would be. I would want to be there for that. But the rest of it, they're not even like on the road. They're just in a studio. Yeah, and I would. Right. And I didn't find J- James Mason funny at all. So if he's in every scene, I don't want to be there. Nah. <laughs> Would you guys have liked yeah. this movie more if it was Peter Sellers as Humbert Humbert? Yes. Hell probably. Yeah. Hell I would have yeah. understood the comedy. And this I'm just like, this guy sucks. I don't <laughs> think following him around. I don't think he can be like hateable though, which is a problem because his character should be like hateable. The current character, yeah. the quilty character. But I don't I can't hate him. It would definitely I... be more morally compromising. Yeah. Which maybe is a good thing. I do think that if if uh, Peter Sellers were the Humbert Humbert character, I would not want him to be the other characters. Like, I know that, like, yeah. Peter mm-hmm. Sellers is capable of doing it, but I don't think that I would want it all in the same movie. I used to say you they know? should have been switched, but then I was like, yeah. maybe oh. Peter Sellers <laughs> should do both. <laughs> yeah, you, you know who I just kept thinking of in terms of, like, who would be a better Humbert Humbert in like a modern day setting Jeremy Irons and for some reason Jim Carrey uh, keeps coming to mind of this kind Uh of like overly like weird and like wacko guy wait and like that kind of like high comedy satire you mean quilty right what you mean you'd want him to be quilty or you would want him to be Humbert I think Jim Carrey would do Humbert Humbert well. Oh, okay. Does, I can't picture he, that version of Humbert Humbert. Maybe it's, I, I like, think it's like the asides that he does in like Ace Ventura would work for this. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And just like communicating more that like he's this like weird old man. I think like Jim Carrey would like treat that with like some fun. I don't know. I don't know why he keeps coming to mind. I think you also mm-hmm. need to break the fourth wall if you're going to do this movie. It needs to be like Fleabag. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And I think Jim Carrey could play a villain that you still like. You're like, oh no, oh you're so like, gross. But also like, play up the satire. If it's supposed to be a comedy, I don't. I'm not laughing at anything James Mason's doing. Let me just check again that it's supposed to be a comedy because I get really scared <laughs> that it's not. No, I, I mean, think it is. It the is. Names are certainly. Yeah, it has to be. A comedy. Yeah. Not at least the, the book. <laughs> But I think the book is too. Yeah. Or, yeah, it's supposed to be a satire. It's an unreliable narrator is the... Um, Is the the motif. Would you guys watch this movie on an airplane? Not. Literally did. I was just going to say, I did not know that until you casually mentioned it earlier. I was like, oh, fun, for the first time. Yep. Uh, Although not the whole thing because it's so long. Man, you couldn't even make it through that entire movie on a flight from Southern California to Chicago? No, because one, I have to spend the first 30 minutes praying that the plane doesn't fall out of the sky. (laughs) Two, I had to finish an episode that I had already started, and then I started Lolita. Okay. So I got two hours into it. I do, I, I, yeah, I did forget your 30 minutes of prayer time at the beginning of every flight. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. I'm like not joking, but joking at the same time. <laughs> uh, Becca, I have a, a very important question for you. Um, are Let's hear you, it. Well, I, I've got one question, and then depending on how you answer that question, I might have a very important follow up. Are you a window person or an aisle person? Ooh, yes. Um I think I'm more window. Yeah. But okay. I don't usually right. I think what, I'm what I'm usually fine with either. Okay. Colin, what are you? Why? Like? Yeah, well, what are I'm you? I'm extremely <clears throat> extremely an aisle person. Same. I can't do anything else. I need to be able to put yeah, my I'm feet out. Opinionated on. Yeah, I also am an aisle person. I'd rather get up for somebody to get out than have to be like Excuse me. I like how I'm that's... So sorry. Are you sleepy? <laughs> the reasoning behind it, I feel like, illustrates a lot of, of who our personalities. Yours is like, yeah. I don't want to disrupt anybody else's peace. Whereas mine's like, I need to be able to, like, stretch my legs and leave at a moment's notice. I like being able I... to control the window. And I like looking out yeah. the window, too. Okay. And also, I usually am like, oh, I'll, I'll like dehydrate myself and just go to sleep here in the corner. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would rather just disappear. Whereas okay, mine's like, fair. if I'm far from the window, I don't have to think about the fact that I'm in a several ton chunk of metal rocketing through the sky. Hurling <laughs> that would also sky. be why I am not crazy about the window seat. The, the more important question that I wanted to ask, uh, this is more just for me and Tierney's enjoyment. Um, so if you are, if you happen to be flying in, on an aisle seat, the plane lands, you get to your gate, they turn off the ter- like the seatbelt sign, and so like, do you get up immediately and stand in the aisle and wait to deplane, or do you sit in your seat and just never, like twiddle never. your thumbs? Never. How dare you even ask? Who would do that? <laughs> does one of you do that? The gall. Who does that? Colin, no. Aren't they awful? Literally, Becca. Yeah. The first, like, my seatbelt is unbuckled, like, when we're pulling into the, like, when I know that we're, like, pulling into oh our gate, the, the oh seatbelt's coming off. And as soon as the I hear the little ding, 
I'm like I'm standing up. I'm just like. Uh, <laughs> nope, so I, I don't. <laughs> I don't always stand in the aisle because sometimes Wait, someone I else lost gets you guys. There. Oh, sorry, I'm back still. Now. Oh, could you see me? I thought maybe I got booted and you thought I left because of that. No. Because <laughs> <laughs> I said I'm leaving and then my internet cut out. I was like, oh. <laughs> uh, that would be amazing. That would be um, so incredible. <laughs> I'm appalled, though. I'm appalled to hear that about you. Right? But even I, so I, I do unbuckle my myself. Seat. But yeah. What's but the rush? But I sit in my seat until like at least four rows ahead of me are starting right. to get off. Then I'm like, all right, I'll like stand up and like lean on my chair. I'll like make a game plan to get my overhead like oh. carry on. What? But I'm like, yeah. I'm waiting until it's my turn. Oh, no matter me, where like, I'm sitting, if I'm a middle, if I'm a window, or if I'm an aisle, the second that light goes off, I'm standing at least where I'm sitting because I cannot sit anymore. Well, the number okay, of times I think... I've stood bent underneath the overhead <laughs> compartment because oh. I had a window seat only because I, I can't st- sit any longer. I get that. Like, I can... I do feel fortunate that if I stand, I usually can stand up straight and still be in my seat <laughs> or still be in the row. So lucky. So I'm not like, I know I do feel like a lot less claustrophobic, but I would never, never get in the aisle unless. Never. Never. Oh my God. No, you, you assert your dominance over the other aisle oh person. God. On the other you side. only oh, no. cause chaos. You're like the person who doesn't let what? the zipper method happen. Who's like, no, 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 no. Zipper you method. don't get in. Still ruining my you life. You can't merge to my Wait, what's that? Later. Becca, the zipper method is a it's known traffic. solution to traffic jams. It's in which one oh. uh, lane that's coming into an interstate it should be one and one and one and one and one and one instead of like, okay, two cars. Now you go in. Okay, now four cars. Okay, the next one. It makes it to yeah. a know it's supposed to be like. Do you know what actually one. causes the most traffic? Is when people break before getting off that That's fucking true. exit ramp. Mm-hmm. I would never oh, yeah. break getting off the highway. I okay, good. Matt, oh, I'm on the ramp. I don't know if I do or not, but uh, the point is yeah. that uh, I don't know. <laughs> Who can say? Matt, do you saying? walk on a moving walkway or do you stand? You never responded to the text message. Oh shit! <laughs> oh, I didn't even know that was a text. No, um, no. It depends. It depends no, on if the anyone's answer behind is always me. Always walk, unless your leg no. is broken. The answer is no. walk. No, you can stand on those things, because no. otherwise, what's the point? You just move faster? We're not trying to be the bionic man here. We're just trying to get to, lo- lo- like, luggage claims. It so, is like, kind of fun, though, when you see how slow everyone else is not on the moving walkway, and you're, yeah, like, speeding by. But, but I'll also, stand. Like, I don't need to rush. Yeah. I don't need to rush. So I can oh, sit longer at the gate or wait longer at the baggage okay, so claim? Here's, here's, here's the thing. Here's what, here's what I, I do carry say. on, so I'm getting out of that airport. Yes. <laughs> Your boy travels far too often to deal with waiting (laughs) for anything. So that's why he's standing up as soon as the plane lands. Because he Mm. can get his, like, his shit ready to go. And then as soon as it's, I don't, like, push my way to the front. Like, I still let all the rows in front of me deplane like a normal person. Good, good. Okay. I I stand in the aisle so I can use my seat space to get my bags ready to go. And if someone is my turn, I get the fuck off. I stand in the aisle. 
And if someone in my row has a connecting flight, I'm also blocking the other aisle so that they can get out. So don't you think that I'm just being a fucking dickhead claiming space that isn't mine? I'm advocating if, for my row, okay? If your row has somebody get with a connecting flight, that's not happening every time you're on a plane. And every time on the plane you're pretty standing often. up, you're walking in the middle of the aisle, you're doing your little stretch. Also, how do you know dinner. if somebody has a connecting I'll, flight? I'll ask. I'll say, do you guys have a connecting flight? And then, and then you wink and you go, say yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> and the reason I ask is because I've had to tell people that I have a connecting flight and ask if I can go ahead of them. And so I try and be I mean, that's proactive very kind to other you. people. Oh, what a, what a beneficent traveler you but are. But Matt, if you are with somebody and you're both standing on the moving walkway, do you stand side by side or do you stand front and back? Because if you say side by side... Front and back. You have to do front and back. I'm not blocking anything for anyone. <laughs> if somebody's behind me, if I'm the type of person that's not going to be like, excuse me, I need to use the bathroom, I'm not the type of person that's just going to stand my ground on a moving walkway and be like, I'm so sorry I'm relaxing right now. But like, I'm relaxing. I will get out of the way. I will move. I will walk fast Wait. to like let the flow go. But if nobody's behind me or around me, I'm like, what am I doing? Why am I running on a moving walkway? Because it's the fun. The point of this thing is to move me with no effort of my own. Tierney and Colin, do you future, guys also baby. walk up escalators? Or do you stay? Uh, yeah, usually. Well, if I take Again, the escalator, depends. but I usually do two at a time still. I don't have Two rules. at a time. I don't have rules. That's I. It's hard for me to do stairs one at a time. In general, I usually do two at a time. Wow. Tyranny walks. We live different like lives. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tyranny walks upstairs like the Ministry of Funny Walks. <laughs> <laughs> Just like one leg way outstretched, and then the next one way Trailing outstretched. Trailing behind. Just walking up. <laughs> Wow. I mean, that's what I picture when I do two steps at a time. So that's why I said that's what you do. Um, like, Becca, you know Sarah's house growing up in, like, around the corner from you? Yeah, uh-huh. I was going to so, say her last name, but God forbid. We have to bleep <laughs> another thing. Every bleep is five bucks. We got to watch it. I'll so say it. My Sarah. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> the steps in, in my house growing up are probably, like, this tall, which is probably, like, six to eight inches probably actually more like eight to ten they're pretty steep stairs and i would do them two at a time because my brothers would do them two at a time i need to do them two at a time and then i'd go to her house where <laughs> she has I steep swear stairs God, the depth of her stairs were like maybe three inches and i no, would just they like, were steep weren't they they were so shallow i would just oh, okay, crumble okay, okay. up the stairs <laughs> <laughs> I could never go up her stairs because they were so shallow. And I'd try and take, like, two at a time, but that was, like, a normal step. And so then I'd try and go, like, four. <laughs> anyway. Wow. It's funny imagining, like, certain animals that have, like, particular padding so that they could, like, climb on certain objects, but then they get to something too smooth and they, like, slip and can't grip to it. That's, That's like, it like, essentially what happened to you, where you were like, I know how to do my terrain. And then you got to a friend's, and you are like, whoa, whoa, what is this? The surface does not compute. That's exactly what it was. But, yeah, oh. got to go two at a time. Great Guster song. Um, I feel like we've forgotten some categories, but... Uh... What's the name of this episode? Oh, I sent the email Lolit You because this movie made me feel pretty you. <laughs> I feel like that's been your reaction to most Kubrick movies. Is uncomfy. 
I don't know. Maybe that's true. Um, I just I, like it's not super chill to watch a fifty-year-old dude like. Desperately... I'm not defending it. <laughs> I know. But I'm just <laughs> saying it was just like. Ugh. Just making an observation. <laughs> it's silly. Um, Kubrick rankings. I would say this one lands square at the bottom. Wow. Because I don't know what else I didn't like. I mean, come on, this. come on. Wait, can I hear what the oh, full eyes wide shot? Okay, Lolita's better than eyes wide oh, shut. I Thank love eyes wide shut. Likes it. <laughs> I didn't tell you guys. <laughs> Oh no! Well, I have to that's all conversation. Oh no! I was like, oh no! I should have told them. <laughs> she, she just like, oh, I see, I see the train. I see it. It's coming. It's, I can't do anything to stop. Wait, it. okay. I want to hear everybody's rankings. Is that so annoying to make you guys do it when you already did a podcast? I, well, I guess I it's well, I mean, we've never like officially. I think we were probably. I don't know if we were ever actually going to officially rank them, but oh, like okay. sometimes we would just like casually mention where we think a movie would fit right what? And we're almost probably done with our retrospective ish because we only have the shining left which we've all seen the only one that we are like will be doing yeah mm-hmm. for sure the other ones we might be doing but like we're at a point now where we've seen enough that we could probably do a proper ranking and the rest will probably shuffle in what do you guys each have first at this point dr strange love well, what are they? Okay, well, Strange Tyranny, you go. Strangelove. I have Doctor Strangelove for my number one. Wait, should we do rounds? Should we do ones and then twos and then threes? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay, so Tyranny, your number one is Doctor Strangelove. Colin, what's yours? 2001. Uh, and I think mine would also probably be 2001. Hmm. I think. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm good to go with that. So the number twos. Wait, Tyranny? Becca has to go. No, oh, I'm not doing okay. it. You guys are. Oh. I want to hear what you guys thought. Oh, I don't want to do it. <laughs> my, <laughs> my number two. I want to make game. you do I'm it. A guest on on an episode and then force them to do something they don't want to do because <laughs> I don't want to do it. I like, I like where your heads at. Like, well played. Well played. <laughs> I want to hear and then judge. <laughs> <laughs> Mine might be The Shining. My two. two. Hey, mine would be Doctor Strangelove. I think mine would be a Clockwork Orange. Hmm. My three would probably be a Clockwork Orange. I think mine would probably be uh, probably Full Metal Jacket. I think my three would probably be Doctor Strangelove. Wow. Ow. <laughs> Are we still going? I don't know. I think so, yeah. Oh, there's four. more movies. Uh. <laughs> I guess all the episodes we've done, we can do. And like The Shining, we can include because if we've seen it, then. Yeah, yeah. Tierney already included it. Yeah. Um, maybe 2001 <laughs> and Barry Lyndon tied. Oh, interesting. Wow, okay. Oh, I think yeah. I would do The Shining at four. I think I'd also do The Shining at four. So now five. Well, Tierney already has a fifth spot if she's yeah, doing so a tie. Yeah, so you guys. Oh, that's true. So my fifth would be Barry Lyndon. Uh, yeah, I think that would be mine too, Barry Lyndon. And then six. Lolita. Yeah, I think. 
Because we've done... I'm looking at his movies right now. We I haven't think done Clockwork Orange. Oh, yeah. yeah, then I would probably do Clockwork Orange here. And I would probably do Full Metal Jacket. And then mm. rounding out... Full Metal do... Jacket. Yeah, <laughs> rounding out would be... Is that your response, Tierney? <laughs> you just kind of like... Is that your choice? You just like Full Metal it. Jacket. I was like, are you... Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> Just into your shoulder. Oh, sorry. Metal jacket. I didn't even know what round it was. I feel Jesus like you guys were all the same movies at the same time. I think I would probably do Lolita here at seven. Yeah, I'd probably do Lolita at seven as well. And then I would do Eyes Wide Shut at eight. What would you guys do if I put oh. 2001 at seven? Just barely above Eyes Wide Shut. That'd be <laughs> awful. I would be so offended. Like, criminal. I would take it as like a personal offense. Like, like, what have I ever done to you, Tierney, to deserve this level of disrespect? And you know what I'd say? The answer is all, everyone's never-ending hate for Inherent Vice. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, anyway, what are our other well, categories? <clears throat> oh, well, before Bad we, before we move on, um, Becca, what are your thoughts on our rankings? You said you wanted to listen and you wanted to judge, but you did not want to participate, so. Well, it was really interesting to hear so many of my favorites at the bottom, first of all. That was my first takeaway. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I mean, they're not, like, my favorite movies ever, but, like, it, I really like Eyes Wide Shut. I really like Barry Lyndon. Yeah, it was just interesting. I, and Barry I feel Lyndon like you guys were not fourth. on the same. Yeah, I guess you had. Okay, yeah, four seemed low at the time, but I forgot that there were four more to come. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah and i guess you guys had a fifth both of you colin and yeah matt. um but yeah i feel like it's interesting that matt and colin i feel like you guys were more on the same page and tierney you were like all over the map a little bit <laughs> which honestly tracks yeah. <laughs> considering <laughs> well, the next question the... <laughs> I'm, I'm about to ask so <laughs> what's the okay. next question <clears throat> Well, what percentage of this movie is flipping oh. off the audience? <laughs> Which is, Matt, so far, Matt and I have been fairly aligned, and Tyranny has been basically the opposite of I us. think I've been more aligned with Tyranny, and I think I align more with Tyranny's favorites, too. So this is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. This one's weird, because I think, like, the subject matter is, like, obviously, like... But he's not pretty... writing that. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I think he's not really. Yeah, his. I was gonna say. I feel like this one's not. Oh my god. Kubrick flipping off the audience. This is the one that I literally today was like, "What are the categories again?" I remembered this one. I thought, "Oh, it's the first one." I feel like I could say unequivocally, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> We're never on the same page about any of these, which is actually kind of great. I do appreciate that. We at least we have that consistency. Yeah. Like consistently inconsistent. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I totally. Was, I was like, this one would have to be 50-50 if <clears throat> anything. Like, if if it's not closer to 100, it's no less than 50, I think. Um, it's a much more sleight of hand, though, than something like Clockwork Orange. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's definitely, definitely making fun of the viewer to the viewer's face that's what i thought and i feel like he is it's like more subtle where i feel like a lot of audiences probably wouldn't really realize that it is satire 
I don't know. There, obviously, there's a lot of over-the-top, like, slapstick, whatever. See, Peter Sellers is doing a lot mm-hmm. with his performance to tell you it's a comedy. But as far as, like, the subject matter, I feel like it's not super clear. And I feel like it reminds... I was talking to my boyfriend, Chris, about it. We watched it last night, and he was like, I feel like this movie is, like, Wolf of Wall Street, where, like, some people watch it, and they love it for, like, all the wrong reasons. Mm. And, like, yeah. this movie could really do that, too. Mm-hmm. It's, like, uh, more problematic, obviously. Yeah. I can see that. I think also, oh, just my thought left me again. And your other, your other one never came back. Oh, uh, oh. it's. Uh, I think people, especially at the time period, would have seen Pel- seen Peter Sellers' name on the billboard and gone to see it, thinking, "Is this before Pink Panther?" I think. But like you, people yeah. knew who he was, and so they would probably think, "Oh, a Peter Sellers movie," which is like a very specific brand of comedy. And then it's sure. like, wait, what? Especially because like, Pink Panther is kind of a kids' movie. Yeah, <laughs> and totally. If you and this brought your kid yeah. to this. It's not a kids' movie. <clears throat> yeah, and not and like Humbert Humbert is a pedophile, but so is Claire quietly, and so like Quilty. Quilt quietly. <laughs> Quilty. But so is Claire Quilty, and so like Peter Sellers is playing a pedophile. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so. Pink Panther was 1963. So mm-hmm. the year after Lolita came out. Anyway. Uh, last category. This movie was nominated for one Academy Award. Any guesses? Oh. Score. Script. Screenplay. Uh, mm-hmm. That makes sense. If it was Nabokov. That's it. That's it. That's wow. literally it. The end. We, we did, did it. it. <laughs> Jinx. Here's my opinion. I don't think Stanley Kubrick <laughs> knew how to do sex. In life. Just <laughs> in just general. <laughs> I don't think he knew how to do sex. <laughs> Like, sexiness is, like, never really part of his movies. Like, Eyes Wide Shut, which I was like, oh, like, he must have had some, like, fantasy he wanted to, like, film. And in reality, it's like, yuck, what is this? And then, like, (laughs) Clockwork Orange, all of the sex is like, ugh, ugh, yucky. This is bad. And then Lolita is like, there's no sex, and the sex that's hinted at is gross, so thank God there's no sex in this. And then 2001, they're all just, like, polite and talking to robots. So there's no sex in that one. I don't know. Barry Lyndon, I guess, Hell's has got some, that has voice. I know. Why yeah, is, I yeah. think Barry Lyndon is sexy. That scene on the, on the terrace. Yeah. So slow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, Barry Lyndon does fuck. Uh, the rest of them. There's no sexiness. The Shining? Terribly unsexy. Pure I don't sex. know. The bathtub? Oh, wait, have I you guys guess. all seen it? Yeah, we've all seen it. Yeah, okay. seen it. Yeah. <laughs> but he always messes it up. He's always like, but how do I make it bad? <laughs> how do I take sex and I make it bad? <laughs> oh, goodness. All right, what have you guys been up to lately? It's been a long time since we've recorded. There's a ton of shit, so maybe don't list every single thing that you've been I can to, do rapid fire. Hit, hit the highlights. Tierney. Let's do it. Uh, I watched The Alpinist, Something's Gotta Give, When Harry Met Sally, and uh, those are all the movies I watched. Books I read are 
uh, The Alchemist, a book called Longitude, mm. which is how Longitude was invented, which actually happened in the 1800s after the U.S. was colonized, which is crazy to think of. Uh, I read The Bell Jar, oh. which, holy shit, is fantastic. And I don't know why we read The Great Gatsby instead of The Bell Jar in high school, because it's so good. Um, and then television shows, I've been watching Reservation Dogs, Rings of Power, and then the one that is uh, so, so good, and I am an absolute whore for anything Sharon Horgan's production company does, is Bad Sisters is so good. And the dude Aww. that you, like, the antagonist of all of the sisters is such a fucking shithead that you want him i've never wanted anyone to die in a show more than this guy so you guys are talking about how terrible humbert humbert is in today's episode uh, don't spoil it like, like okay. today like this no no, episode. no this is like the one i was watching today before okay. we started uh he basically wait becca did you say don't say it i said don't huh? spoil it i want to watch oh. it okay well his name he's the you spoiled it for the listener. Okay, I'll cut that part out. <laughs> bleep the whole thing. <laughs> just bleep the entire thing. Don't actually edit anything. Just a but really just bleep long... between bleep words. certain words. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then bleep around Becca going no. <laughs> it's it's he's the most vile and repulsive character I've ever seen in a, in a show or movie. I've never wanted like anyone to die as much. Is what like about Emperor Palpatine? I need what? to see this. Have you met Emperor Palpatine? He's pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's like a goody two-shoes in comparison. This dude is like manipulative, <laughs> ruining people's lives. Wow. It's much more like uh, also intimate because it's just a family. And so it's like, it's not like a emperor type dude doing bad stuff. It's like he's wronging the protagonists repeatedly. Uh, and I want him dead so badly. <laughs> but it's so good. It's so funny. Anyway, okay. it's on Apple TV+. Plus. Anything she does is funny, and okay. I love it. Okay, bye. Is she in it, or is she just, like, producer? Mm-hmm. She's one of the sisters. Okay. I gotta see it. I'm, gl- I'm glad you followed that up, because I did not ask you a yes or no question, and you just said, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, that's <laughs> <laughs> You asked if she was in it. And I said, mm-hmm. "Is it is she in it, or is she just one of the producers?" Oh, <laughs> both. It's her production Little company, Merman. <clears throat> um. Well, thank you, Tierney. That was rapid mm-hmm. fire. Um. Becca, I had them what down. have you been up to lately? <laughs> have you been? Have you? I mean, it's been a while since you've been on the pod, so you don't have to like again recount every single thing. But I'm like shout and- out some highlights. Yeah, I mean, I loved the latest season of What We Do in the Shadows, which just wrapped up. I don't know if you guys watched it. Um, uh, that was really good. I am very slowly making my way through the first season. And by very slowly, I mean I watch, like, an episode every three weeks. <laughs> okay, that is, I think, totally fair. You are in for a treat because it really does evolve a lot. And yeah. there's an episode this season that is so incredible. That's like based off of like a HGTV show. That's all I'll say. Um, not a specific one, but it's like that format. So they tell it. Oh. They like tell the story in that format, and they're like on the show. It's so good. Oh, wow. um, nice. But yeah, that's been really incredible. Um, 
what else? I just saw Everything Everywhere All at Once. Is that what it's called? I always <laughs> mess up the title. That I really loved. Did you guys see that? I'm guessing yes. We did. We yeah. just saw it. Um, loved that. I'm like trying to think what else. It's been kind of like a slow summer for me content-wise. I am rereading um, the thing that we talked about last time. The <gasps> oh, Harry Potter? Dudes. Yeah. Did Tyrion tell you that I... Like oh just yes. it took over my I was life like, for like two weeks. Yes, I was wonder. <laughs> I like was worried about bringing it up because I was like, surely they've discussed it on the pop. But I I did hear I that you know enjoyed it. Have. What or really? I, wow. I, I, well, it's we been a while. Waiting for you. It's been a while oh. since we recorded, and I literally just like crushed the entire thing in a very short time span. So I don't think we wow. have discussed it. Yeah. I'm so glad you liked it. Or did you like it, or did it just take over? Oh, I, no, life? I loved it. I loved. <laughs> loved it oh i'm so glad to hear that i mean (laughs) they are very talented whoever miss king bean miss king 89 (laughs) our our queen or or king or you know non-binary rulers monarch (laughs) our monarch yeah Yeah, they are really something special. I was like, I've said multiple times, I don't think I can go back to real real Harry Potter now. I mean, it is real Harry Potter to me. I don't think I yeah. can, like, the movies and books are just so watered down. I said it last time, but, yeah, it's so good. The second time That's around, it's really good, too. I'm noticing a lot of things I missed, I feel like. But, um, yeah. I thought everything was pretty watered down after reading it, and then I read Bell Jar, and I was like, holy fuck. Okay, I really do re- need to. That's been on my list forever. So now hearing you it's say that, I gotta dark. read it. Yeah, Just that's as, fine. It, it's okay. So is life. <laughs> I can take it. Breathe. <laughs> I can take it. I'm Incredible. writing it down. But yeah, that's kind oh. of been my highlights. Um, <laughs> well, thank you, Matt. What have you been up to? Or do you want me to go? Um, uh, you go. You can go. Uh, so I've mostly been watching TV since the last, like, I have seen some movies, but it's been a lot, there's just a lot of TV out right now. Watching Hot D, it's fine. I feel like as I've been watching it, I've been enjoying it less and less, and it's starting to remind me, like, we're five, now six, even though I haven't watched the most recent episode, uh, five-ish episodes into the season, and it's already feeling like late period Thrones, where they're just, like, taking narrative shortcuts and character shortcuts to just, like, get to big plot moments, and I was like, cool. At least I didn't spend six years getting to this point, but it is annoying that we're like, we're already just like, yeah, fuck it, like let's just right. let's just just like phone all of this in. So that's a bummer. Um, you know, Bezos can fuck off, but also thank him for giving somebody ungodly amounts of money to make Rings of Power, which is extremely dope. Um, <laughs> I, uh, Reservation Dogs is the best show on TV and I love it so much and I'm sad that season two is already over but uh, at least they renewed it for season three they did the right thing so uh, we can watch more Res Dogs uh, I also watched the first season of Dark which is really cool um, it's like a German show on Netflix it's like real weird small town vibes, time travel-y um, I watched the first season in like a week and a half, and then I just haven't gotten into the second season yet, but hopefully I can do that soon. And then um, I did watch some movies. I thought 3,000 Years of Longing was extremely disappointing, 
Uh, so mm. I'll just leave it there for now, and I'm sure we'll talk more about that momentarily. Uh, I saw Pearl, which I thought was really fun. Um, is that the Axe John Stombeck so- novel? Uh, this is not an adaptation of that. Yeah. <laughs> where, the, where the baby gets killed by a scorpion. I just remember that it fit in my 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 marker box. That's what I liked about the pearl. Yeah. The pearl <laughs> was very depressing. Yes. <laughs> Forgot about um, that. Fuck. But yeah, it's, uh, it's a prequel to X, the Ty West horror movie that came out earlier this year. Um, and Mia Goth gives just an incredible performance. Um, and I don't, I'm not going to like spoil anything, but the final shot of the movie is like astounding. So if you, if you get around to watching Pearl at any point, uh, keep your eyes peeled for that. And then I also went and saw, uh, the Avatar re-release in IMAX 3D last night. And you know what? That movie still kicks ass. So. I'm not Shyamalan can't do wrong, you know? Colin notoriously loves Avatar The Last Airbender, the movie, directed by Avatar. Oh, got it. <laughs> I don't know if he, uh, he that is it. that is That is an unfair representation of my, <laughs> my feelings on that movie, which I have never seen. Uh, and I am very much talking about the James Cameron, big blue alien space epic. That which I he only love. gave three I, and a half stars, even though he loves it so much. Yeah. You know, movies can just be fun. They don't always have to be perfect. They don't all have to be five out of five. They can be three and a half out of five. And, you can and give it a them. five out of five if you like it. This is a real, I like, if you love it so much, why don't you marry a conversation? And I refuse yeah. to engage. <laughs> I, I think it would have been a better movie if it was called Braid Dragons. Okay. Matt, what have you been up to lately? <laughs> um, I have watched the same shows that you have, House of the Dragon and... Uh, Rings of Power. I like Rings of Power more. I don't really need a plot with uh, Lord of the Rings stuff. I'm just kind of like here for the vibes. I just want to hang out uh. in like little villages of like hairy footed. Oh, so little... here's here's my here's my pushback on that. I do not give a single fuck about the Harfoot storyline. Just get it, I like com- it. Get it out of my Lord of the Rings. I don't want it. Like it seems I... they're they're like TV show creations, right? Like the Harfoots were not like in his story officially so like they created them to have like a hobbit-esque race in the in the tv show and it seems like their only thought was like what if hobbits but like weirder and dirtier and i was like i don't and all irish inexplicably (laughs) (laughs) like i just i don't like get get it out get it out so with or make it interesting one of the two things i don't care but like right now every time they cut to the harfoots i'm just like okay skip like, get me back to Numenor. Oh my god, I thought I was the one sharing what I was watching. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to say about the Harfoots. The little <laughs> memorial that they have, where they're, like, sad about all the people that they've lost along the way, felt like a very cool uh, parallel to the Hobbits having birthday parties, where they, like, list off all the families that are at the party, and, like, everyone is gathered together. It's like, what is a funeral what is the version of a funeral for a group like this, which is like adjacent to hobbits. And I thought it was very sweet and it built the world well. And it gave me a sense of who these little people were. Can I ask you a follow-up question? Sure. So when you said all the people that they've lost, 
do you mean all the people that they actively left behind and didn't try and keep up with them because they were just like fuck you you can't keep up bye but now we're gonna memorialize you fuck off somebody got get swept away here, by a mudslide get out of here harfoots i'm not interested they're little the animals come and bite them the whole point is that they're in danger because they're so little that these animals will just pick them up and run away well maybe don't and be nomadic maybe just find a place that looks like new zealand and just stay there oh my god that's not the case for everyone in the world colin some people have only the means that they have and if it's living underneath stones and grubs then you have to be like this this little group of dwellers are beautiful <laughs> and that's how i feel about the harfoots i like i like hobbits everyone always wants to be an elf but i've always wanted to be a hobbit I oh, who doesn't agree. want to just like sing and dance and eat i don't food have a problem right. with hobbits I have a problem with Harfoots. <laughs> Colin notoriously hates life. Hobbits. He's always said he hated the Hobbit, wow. and he cannot, he's always said that Frodo can go fuck himself. I have I don't like the now. Hobbit, to be fair. I don't like the Hobbit, but I do love the Hobbits in Lord of the Rings. And also, I didn't like... I saw the first episode of Rings of Power, and I hated it, so I did not continue. But I will go back, maybe. <laughs> I also knew... I, that was I only like the Harfoots. I only like the Harfoots. I hate elves. They're so boring. <laughs> elves are so boring. Wow, the truth is revealed. Oh, my God. That was a really so fun incredible. thing to watch. But now I feel like I should go back. If there's more hard foot content, I would like that, I think. Maybe the I'll first episode is cute. really slow and boring. I was just like, what? Why do I care about any of these elves? And I didn't like Galadriel. I thought she was boring, too. But, and Elrond, too. I didn't care to see them. <laughs> this is incredible. And I do love Lord of the Rings. I don't know. Maybe I should give it another chance. That is funny. And I like the dragons. Well, House of Dragons. So far. I mean, House it, of Dragons, I'm like fine with. It's fun to yeah. watch. I haven't but... seen the latest episode, so maybe that's where... It, I haven't seen like the fast forward. Yeah. We're so maybe I'll feel differently. Yeah. It's fine. Um, I also watched the first three episodes of Andor, and I'm very in. I think it's very cool. It's exactly what I want in Star Wars content right now, which is not what I've been getting with any other Star Wars content. It's, like, serious and slow, and uh, it's not super clear, like, where the plot is going, but I'm actually okay with that. Like, everything else has been so spoon-fed, and it's been so simple that, like, in Obi-Wan, it's like, I have to get Leia back to her family. Isn't like, that That's the whole like adventure. All Star Wars? <laughs> yeah. Interesting. It's boring. Um... But uh, Andor, I thought, is cool, and I'm into it. Do you think it's interesting that you're, like, praising Andor for not spoon-feeding, and yet Rogue One is purely spoon-feeding? No, because it's context. Anyway, um, <laughs> I also watched... Uh, I'm rewatching Breaking Bad uh, with Chris, uh, who's been on the pod, and uh, my, is my roommate. We're rewatching Breaking Bad. It's still great. Did you, like, uh, as soon as... Better Call Saul ended, you were just like, let's go? Essentially, okay. yeah. We were like, we gotta remember how Saul even gets introduced into this world. Um, and playing Breath of the Wild, the Zelda game that came out years ago. It's, it's very I chill. was just playing that too. It's so nice for fall. Although for you, I guess yeah. it's not fall. Really. I, I'm making it fall by playing it. And <laughs> so gentle. It's a gentle game. Uh, even the fighting is like, hey, next time you'll get it. 
Um, <laughs> and I did see 3,000 Years of Longing, and I loved it. I found it to be a very mature... It felt like a novel. It felt novelistic. Uh, even the opening title card looks like, uh, like a book. Um, and I thought it was beautiful and very adult and mature, um, which I thought was cool. And... Um, uh, I haven't I do, watched it. I will say it is it is nice when it's you know it's a romance story and the only romance you get is when two characters who have no connection whatsoever tell each other that they love you or that they love each other and you're just like oh I guess these no. characters fell in love cool thanks it, it thank all you makes script sense. for telling it, me that because I would not have picked up on that on up. my own because this movie is shit. <laughs> Do you know what that does? Ha- what movie that does happen in is "Don't Worry, Darling," which I also saw uh, this weekend, and it is as bad as they say. It's just like a dopey movie. Uh, the audience that I was in was laughing several times at parts that were not jokes, and it was like everyone unanimously cackled at moments. Was it regarding Harry's acting? Most of the time, yeah. Because that's what um, I heard. My sister it's, saw it's it. It's pretty and bad. Said it was really funny. Uh, it's rough. She was like, "It's very half baked." Mm. That's yeah, entirely it. it like, that's where it's like, it's not like the worst movie I've ever seen by a mile, but it just feels kind of like, "Eh, hey, yeah, this is good enough." Eh, hey, yeah, this is good enough. Oh yeah, and then like maybe just say this line and they do, that explains it, but like for the whole movie, so that there's stuff at the end where you're like. What? When did when was that introduced as a rule in this movie? And people are just like, "Well, see, the thing is, blah 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 blah." And you're like, "That none of this makes any sense." Um, but mm. Chris Pine is really good in it, and Florence Pugh is really good in it. And the scenes that they have together, you're like, "Oh, interesting." And then everyone else around them is like, "Less." But like, uh, uh, Kate Berlant, who's from like I think you should leave, and I think she's very funny, is in it doing what she does best like exactly that character and it is funny it's like undeniably funny but also feels like it's in a different movie than the movie that we actually get uh which is also kind of like okay well pick a lane maybe like make it comedian like nick kroll is in it too so it's like maybe make it a comedy then but instead Mm -hmm. it just it's it tries to be uh it tries to pretend like it's much more smart smarter smarter than it is uh and it's just kind of simple and straightforward um and lame can i say one other thing that i've been watching recently that you just reminded me of and i definitely want to shout it out uh the league of their own tv show which kate berland is also in is really 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 good um and it's super gay um and uh I would love for more people to watch it so that Amazon will renew it for a second season because it's I gotta watch it. awesome. It's so good. And I like, admittedly, I do love the, like the movie. Um, but this is, it's very different from the movie. Um, like it's, it's like the only similarity is like the broad strokes of the narrative. Like it's the first season of the women's um, professional baseball league but like that's it every like the actual mm-hmm. story itself is is quite different um I but I, it it's really good um abby jacobson and darcy carden are both just phenomenal in it and then like the like they're the two leads essentially but then all of the supporting characters including the one played by caperland are all really really great as well so yeah i gotta do it 
everybody go um, watch League of Their Own so they don't cancel it like they did with Paper Girls. I gotta see that one. I still. also. <clears throat> what was the other show that I was watching? Oh, I'm I'm going back and watching a show from a few years ago called uh, Man Seeking Woman uh, with. Uh, oh. Uh, Jay Baruchel, and uh, Simon Rich's show. Yes, exactly. Oh yeah, uh-huh. yeah. It's, it's very sharp and funny, and still makes me laugh. Even like the second season is still funny, and it's got Britt Lauer or Lower in it, and she's in Succession, and I fell mm. in love with her in Succession, and was like, oh my god, that's the sister from <clears throat> Man Seeking Woman, and she's she crushes it there too. She's so smart and has such good comedic timing. Um, but it's it's a great show and very sharp satire of dating and uh, and stuff like that. So um, Fred Armisen plays Jesus. It's pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> I think that's all. I think that's all I've been watching and reading, and I can't think of anything oh, else. Wait. So yeah. I was gonna ask you guys. I just thought of another one too. Did, have you seen the rehearsal with Nathan Fielder? Oh yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just started it. I've been waiting to watch it, and um, then I finally started it because I was gonna watch it with somebody else, with my my cousin, and with Jenna Tierney, and um, we can believe her name. Um, <laughs> and we finally watched it this weekend. I has, I still have to see the next, the first, the second half, but we watched the first half, and I was already like blown away. So good. He's so good. So good. It's, it's crazy. It's a TV show. It I is... was like, uh, it was so hard to not watch it when it, right, right when it came out, but I'm really glad I waited. It's really good. Yeah. It's like, I, <laughs> waiting from week to week to watch more episodes of that show was torturous. It's <laughs> <laughs> like every episode just kept getting more insane than the one before it. So like one would end and I was just like, oh my God, I need to see what happens next. And then yeah. just like kept escalating out of control. Oh my God, I can't wait for the second half. <laughs> I'm so excited for you on this journey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, with that, I guess you could say I'm finished. I'm finished.